Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Hoss here in studio. Bobby Bear is at the Silver Slipper in Hancock County, Mississippi. And on the phone with us is Saints head coach Dennis Allen. Coach, welcome to the show as always. Yeah, listen, appreciate you guys having me on. Well, we appreciate yesterday as well. 38-27, Saints win it, get back to 4-4, four and four, beat Indianapolis on the road, and really come back from a 17-7 uh, early deficit. I mean, just kind of talk about the win, and, you know, it's it's. I know I heard you today talk to the press, so it's it's win, celebrate, put it behind you, move forward, but just talk about the importance of this victory. Yeah, look, I think it was a good team win. I mean, I think um... – you know, our team had to fight through some adversity in that game to start off the way that we did and, and uh, you know, start off with a deficit like that and for us to be able to come back and, uh, you know, ultimately win the game on the road in a hostile environment, I thought uh, spoke volumes for for our football team. Um, you know, obviously, uh, it was good to see some of the results of the fruits of our labor in terms of what we were able to do offensively. You know, you kind of – over the last couple of weeks, you're saying, man, you're close, you're close, you're close. And yet, uh, like I said earlier in the week, you know, close really only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, as my dad used to say. So, um, you know, we needed to, to, to make it happen, and it was good to see it, you know, happen. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, from a defensive perspective, because I was like, whoa, uh, they ain't going to stop running the football considering the success they had in the first quarter. Uh, I'm looking at uh, all of a sudden they see a, a running back they getting almost 100 yards in the first quarter. Jonathan Taylor, 82 yards the first 15 minutes. Uh, what adjustments did you make? Because I know coming into the game, we only gave up 3.9 yards a run, and they ended up having 6.8. But what adjustments all of a sudden? I'm like, oh, this might be a long day uh, considering how well they ran the ball in the first quarter. What did you all do to change that? Well, look, I think the first thing is, number one, we didn't panic. Um, you know, when you go back and you look at it, you know, the first long run that they had was a 42-yarder. Uh, that we had, you know, we had a uh, an error in terms of an adjustment. So we got misfitted on it, uh, missed a tackle, and then next thing you know, it's a, you know, 40-plus-yard run. Uh, and, and so, obviously, when that happens, it kind of skews your stats. And then, you know, they had another one in a short-yarded situation where we didn't fit it up exactly right. And that was the that was the challenge with this team is that we felt like they had some home run hitters. And when you watched them throughout the course of the season, that was kind of the way it worked, man. That you, you could stop them, stop them, and stop them, and then all of a sudden they'd, they'd hit an explosive run. So, uh, I think we just, as the game wore on, I think we did a better job of fitting things up. I think we tackled a little bit better as, as the game went on, and and uh, and therefore I think we played, you know, a lot better. I think our, I think our corners were a big part uh, of our ability to to 
you know, ultimately stop the run because we, you know, we put a few more assets down down there in the box for the run game. And, and, and I think when we did that, uh, we made it more challenging for them to run it. Now, uh, Coach Allen, uh, look, when you're a prolific offense, you're not only putting up yards, but you're able to sustain drives on third down and you're converting uh, in the red zone. So I'm looking at the last three games, and uh, uh, correct me if you think I'm wrong with this. Uh, we had 430 yards, 407, and five, uh, 511 yards. The big difference this game uh, to the previous games is that uh, I would take this uh, every game. I think we'd go undefeated. If we can go 50% on third down like we were 6-12 and 75% in the red zone, hell yeah, we're winning. But I think that was the difference. When I look at uh, those uh, total net yards and what you're gaining, is that now you're able to get touchdowns uh, in the red zone and, and obviously the chunk uh, plays, the explosive plays, but I still look at what you're doing on third down offense and in the red zone and scoring touchdowns, uh, and I think we're able to do that. So when people question what we're doing offensively, uh, I, I'm like, uh, well, uh, I mean, uh, the bottom line is you got to score a touchdown, uh, but uh, how can you not say we haven't been prolific? I mean, we gained 1,348 yards in uh, three games. I know if you were a defensive coordinator, defensive coach, you might be thinking, like, when the hell can we stop anybody? Uh, it just goes to show you where we had offensively, even though we might be a little disgruntled at times and all that. But all I know that that's pretty prolific, 1,348 yards. Now, obviously, you got to get touchdowns, but uh, I'm optimistic where we're at right now going forward uh, against Chicago when they come to the Dome on Sunday and even going to Minnesota, and then you have to buy in the back end of the season. Yeah, look, Bobby, I think you're exactly right. I mean, you know, uh, I think the biggest difference in this game was our ability to uh, convert on third down. So we kept drives alive. It gave us more plays. It gave us more shots on goal. It gave us more opportunities to get the ball in our playmakers' hands. Uh, and then, look, we were able to convert once we got down there in the red area, and I think our ability to run the football in the red area uh, was critical. I thought we ran the ball exceptionally well in that area of the field, and I think that's what the best red zone offenses are able to do. So I think, you know, obviously, you know, going forward, um, you know, continue that focus on being able to convert third downs. And, and look, some of that got us was the fact that we got into a lot of manageable third down situations. Uh, I think we, we were we were on point with our communication in terms of what we were doing in protection, what we were doing route route wise. Um, I, I just I felt like you know our guys were focused into the plan, and I thought they went out and executed at a high level. So, Coach Alvin missed the first three games. Jamal Williams missed some time, but yesterday, and I'm just talking rushing and receiving. If you look at Kendra Miller, four touches, averaged five yards. Jamal Williams, seven touches, averaged 5.43. Alvin, 21 touches, 5.23. And Taysom, 10 touches, 7.7. So are we just kind of really seeing on the front end, now that you've got these four uh, healthy uh, backs, and I know Taysom can do, you know, throw it as well, but it kind of feels like we're just on the front end of seeing what these guys can do. Yeah, look, I, I think we have some we have some explosive playmakers on the offensive side of the ball, and and uh, you know I think that's what's been kind of a little bit frustrating that we hadn't been able to get the points that uh, you know we feel like we can. Uh, 
because I think we do have a lot of good playmakers. I thought our guys, again, you know, they understood the plan. They executed the plan. Everybody was pretty much on point. It wasn't perfect. There's still some plays that we left out there that we felt like we had opportunities on. Uh, and we'll be hard at work this week to make those corrections and see if we can't execute those plays a little bit better uh, next week. But, um, you know, I, I think it was a good feeling for, for all of us uh, to get the win the way that we did. And, you know, now we've got to get ready to play a, uh, a, a Chicago Bear team that, that I think, uh, you know, is, is probably better than what their record would show. Uh, and, and, and we get a chance to do it in front of the home crowd. And um, we need to come in and play, play well in front of our home crowd because I think our crowd wants to be excited. They want to, uh, you know, cheer the team on and all those kinds of things. And, and we've got to put a good product on the field when we go out there in front of them. Noon on Sunday, Caesar Superdome. This is the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Austin, Bobby Bear. Going to take a quick break here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. My co-host Bobby A. Bear and Saints head coach Dennis Allen. And I, I totally understand because I know – what you're going to say, and that is that this defense, your defense, uh, needs to get off to a better start. And you took kind of the, you know, you talked about that today uh, with the media. But if you kind of just look, if you will, at the second half and Houston three points, Jacksonville 14, seven Indy, that's 24 points in your last three games in the second half from your defense. And that is that is stout, irrespective of who you're playing or where. Yeah, and look, I think that speaks to the type of defense that, that we're capable of being. Um, and uh, and so how do we take the step to the next level? I think we've got to get out off to a faster start. And like I said uh, in the press conference today, you know, I think that starts with me. i got to do a better job of putting our guys in position to make plays early on in the game, uh, get them prepared better for the things that they might see early on in the game. Obviously, you know, you get into these openers with the, some of these offensive coordinators and you get a few more of the exotics and things of that nature. Uh, 
you know, a lot of teams are running trick plays, particularly early in the game. So I think we got to do a better job in that area. So there's some things, obviously, that I got to do a better job of with our guys uh, because, you know, we, we've shown that when we know exactly what's coming uh, and, and, uh, and what to expect, uh, we can play, you know, pretty good defense. Now, uh, Coach Allen, before I ask you this next question, because uh, fans have asked me this, uh, was Coach Allen chewing them out at halftime? I go, you know, because they, they remember their high school days and, and all that. I said, all I know, we, we responded in the second half defensively, and, uh, boy, uh, can you come out the gate smoking like that? Uh, but I, I said, uh, I think it's just a matter of understanding everybody's a pro. Uh, but uh, you have to bring it for four quarters instead of a half. But uh, you, you want to talk about bringing it for four quarters. Uh, Coach Allen, how about Taysom Hill? Okay, and uh, I would talk to Coach Carmichael uh, or whatever when you're establishing uh, the game plan. That it's a big enough sample size that when Taysom Hill is run for 40-plus yards or at least seven carries or more, we're 16-1. Uh, so I, I, I don't know against the Bears. I think Taysom Hill should have at least seven carries and going forward. I mean, uh, that right there, I mean, that's to me is astounding what Taysom Hill means to this team and how aggressive, because we all know he's blocked punts, he's making tackles, he's doing everything. He's throwing passes, he's catching it, he's running it, whatever he's doing, he's running around players, he's running them over. And I think the definition of a football player, coach, you've coached a number of years. There ain't nobody like no damn Taysom Hill. I mean, you got to go back 100 years ago, Jim Thorpe. I mean, come on. Uh, I mean, when you think about uh, uh, the more you could do, uh, that, that, that's truly unique what Taysom Hill's been able to do in a Saints uniform. Yeah, look, listen, I, I think he's been invaluable for our football team. Um, you know, if it's as easy as just giving him seven carries and, and we're going to win the game, I think we ought to just start off this game with giving him the first seven touches of the game and let's call it quits and, and uh, save our equipment a little bit. But, um, look, Taysom's been big for us. Uh, you know, I think his ability to run the football down there in the red area I think was critical for us. His ability to help us be able to close out games I think has been critical. So uh, there's a lot of different things that that, that, that player can do for us in a lot of different ways, uh, in the passing game as a receiver, in the passing game throwing the football, in the run game as a, uh, as a runner. So uh, he's obviously valuable. We want to utilize him as best we can. Uh, we also understand that it's a long season. Uh, and, and, and uh, you know, look, we're going to pick and choose our spots, but, but yet he's, we know that he's, uh, he's been effective when, we, when we've utilized him in those ways. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, uh, fans have asked me this. And, uh, you know, how, uh, I don't know, uh, the millennials, Gen Z, whatever, oh, uh, we used to call it first string, second string, third string. Now they say QB one or wide receiver one. And I'm like, oh, we need a bunch of guys contributed. So I'm looking at wide receiver one, two, or three based on production. Uh, and Chris Olave is getting the targets. Uh, he said, oh, well, Chris Olave's our uh, wide receiver one. I go, why? Uh, I like production. I like challenges. Uh, you can't be soft-hearted. It might be Michael Thomas. It might be Rashid Shaheed. And then Chris Olave. 
Chris Olave's gotten the targets. But you know what fans have told me? They're like all of a sudden they see Rashid Shaheed. And uh, it's tackle football. Uh, let me catch the ball and go out of bounds. Uh, I mean, it's like Brandon Cooks 2.0. I mean, uh, I'm just telling what they tell me. And uh, that, that, that's what we've witnessed. We love tough football players. And at times, Chris Olave, he, he's leaving something on the field. Now, everybody was sick. There was a virus going around. We understand all that. But you can get IVs in a shot, and you can continue to play. But whatever. I mean, uh, just comment on that. Yeah, look, that's why I love you, Bobby. You're, you're the old school football guy, which, which, you know, I come from that same tree. Um, look, I think Chris Olave is going to make a, a ton of plays for us as we continue through this uh, back half of the season. Um, you know, he, he's, uh, he did some really good things in the game. Are there some plays that, that we want to be better at? Yeah, absolutely there are. Uh, and and that, those are all things that we're going to continue to work on. Uh, and continue to get better at. So um, I, I don't look at it as receiver, you know, one, two, and three. I look at it as we got receivers 1A, 1B, and, and, and C, and, and I think they all have things that they can do really well. They all have ways that they can help us win games, and we're going to utilize all of them. This is Mike Hoss. We're talking with Saints head coach Dennis Allen along with Bobby A. We're going to take one more break. We'll be back after this on the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Saints and Bears Sunday noon, Caesar Superdome, talking with Saints head coach Dennis Allen. And I got to ask you, just because it's just it's so fun to watch, and that's Colin Saunders, big number 99 back there in the backfield, leading the way uh, with Taysom. And Alvin talked about it, either it was today or yesterday, and he said, he said, Colin, he calls him, I think, Bank or Bing, uh, is like he was almost annoying to the point of putting him in. Like, just put me in, put me in. Just, just take me through that process and also how he's done. Yeah, look, I think he's done a good job uh, in that role that we've utilized him in. You know, it's a lot of kind of short yardage, goal line type of stuff. Um, you know, obviously with us uh, losing Adam Prentice, we were kind of looking for somebody that could be you know, a little bit of the lead back on some of those situations. Um, you know, he played running back in high school, so he, he's got a little bit of that uh, background to him. And, and uh, look, he's done a good job. He, he, he enjoys that role, and I think our guys enjoy watching him in that role. And uh, it's been fun to see him, you know, go in and be a lead blocker. And he's done a really good job of, you know, identifying his target and getting, uh, getting contact on his target. Now, uh, Coach Allen, uh, his compadre, the Cayman free agent, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I've never talked to him. I, I, I mean, I don't think he even talked to the media. You might have told uh, Justin, he goes, I ain't talking to the freaking media, whatever. I don't care if you produce. But Nathan Shepard. I mean, I'm a Nathan Shepard fan, Fort Hayes State. Uh, where in the hell is Fort Hayes, uh, Fort Hayes State? Uh, Kansas, and I'm looking at a six-year veteran. I'm looking at him game in and game out. He ends up having a sack, uh, two quarterback hurries, a tackle for loss, uh, three tackles. Uh, how would you view, uh, describe to the fans, uh, Nathan Shepard, what he's brought to the table? Yeah, I think he's just a, a, a tough, kind of nasty football player. You know, the type of guys that you're looking for to play the defensive tackle position. He's very unselfish. He does what he's, what he's asked to do. He understands what his role is and, uh, he comes to work every single day. He works extremely hard. He plays hard. It's important to him. He's a great teammate. Uh, you know, he's just been a great addition. And I think, 
you know, I think, um, you know, it's a, it's a credit to, to, to the, these players and, and, and really a credit to, you know, Todd Grantham and, and Brian Young in terms of their ability to, to, you know, take a relatively unknown player and, and get him to produce at a high level. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, I tell you what, because I've been there, done that. Uh, but I, I really appreciate, and Holly's handled the situation, Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr was outstanding. Uh, look, he had a quarterback rating of 133.5, basically. A couple of touchdowns, 310 yards, 19 of 27. So, uh, I, mean, I mean, I don't know if he's the best of the best, but I think right now we have the right quarterback. Now, can you get emotional or this or that? But, but, but I thought Derek Carr, uh, that really a seasoned veteran, how he handled the circumstance of what he was able to achieve uh, going against the Colts. Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought he handled this past week, um, you know, outstanding. Um, you know, I think all of us had a little bit of frustration, um, more about where we were, you know, as a team than, than anything else. And, and we just knew that, uh, you know, there was a good football team in there. We just hadn't put it all together yet. And um, I thought he handled, you know, last week exceptionally well. I thought all our players handled it exceptionally well and, you know, understood that we had to execute better. And um, I, I thought we all understood the game plan again. And, and, and I thought the execution was outstanding. And, and he was a, a big part of our ability to uh, go out and play at a high level this week. Coach, we would be remiss, of course, if we didn't talk a little bit about Alvin Kamara with the one reception touchdown, one rushing touchdown that now ties him fifth all time uh, with Jim Brown, which kind of says it all right there. But also, Alvin, to me, I don't know if I've ever seen a guy say more with less words when he's at the podium or lectern. I mean, he gets he gets his message across either to his teammates or to the media in such a succinct way. I was just curious your, your take on that. Yeah, look, well, I mean, I can't speak to, you know, his, his message to the media or anything like that. What I can say, a couple of things. Number one is anytime your, your, your name comes up in the same breath with a guy like Jim Brown and you talk about the history of our league, uh, that's that's really an impressive feat, and that that says a lot about you as a player. Um, I think the thing that I've been most pleased with Alvin, uh, you know, is is really the way that he's played this game physically. Uh, man, he's running hard. He's doing a really good job in protection. Uh, you know, he finished off the, you know, the the route for a touchdown. The run after catch was outstanding there, uh, and, and so I really can't say enough good things about what he's been able to do, but I think the physicality that he's bringing uh, has been outstanding for our team. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, uh, to me, uh, I like stability. I like stability, especially looking at the offensive line. I don't, all I know is, I, man, hell with playing left guard. I, I think we need to keep Andrew Speed at left tackle. Now, uh, I don't know when Hurst is going to come back, and you want your best five offensive linemen uh, but I kind of like uh, how we've grown as a team on the offensive line the past couple of weeks. And I think Andrews Pete, look, I give him a hard time, but I'm going to give him praise. I think, you know, he's played left tackle, but mainly at left guard. Uh, but I think that might be our left tackle the rest of the season. Is that a fair assessment or what? Well, I would say this, Bobby. I'd say that, um, 
you know, for him to step in, you know, last Thursday night um, against a premier rusher in our league and, and hold up the way that he did without being, you know, without having played that position uh, in a long time and then come back this week and play the way that he did this week. I saw a, a, a marked improvement in his play this week from where he was uh, the week before. So, uh, you know, hopefully he'll continue to improve. I, I do think our offensive line stepped up to the challenge. We said early in the week that, you know, this game was going to be won or lost up front. I thought those guys responded. I thought they created a lot of holes in the running game, uh, and, and they created a lot of really good – uh, pockets for our quarterback to step up and throw the ball into. Well, Coach, uh, four and four, and as you said earlier, you know it's all right in front of your football team. Thanks for spending some time with us tonight. Good luck against the Bears on Sunday in Caesars Superdome. Okay, appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Ted Coach Dennis Allen. Let's pause ten seconds to let stations identify themselves here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. More to come here on the Saints Coaches Show. When we come back, we'll speak with Ronald Curry, the quarterback's coach, also the passing game coordinator. So that is after the break here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Bobby Abair with us at the Silver Slipper Casino in Hancock, Mississippi. Mike Hoss, along with Saints quarterback coach, also the passing game coordinator, Ronald Curry. Coach, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, just, you know, clearly talk about yesterday's game and the, and the difference and the execution and how things unfolded in the red zone, one, and two on third down, and really the difference that had been you know, problematic for this team in previous games uh, but was not yesterday. Yeah, coming, coming into the game and playing against a different outfit, we knew that they kind of was good on first and second down, caused pressure on third down, so it was important to stay – you know, ahead of the change, you know, good good efficiency on first and second down, keeping it third and manageable. And then, you know, they was, you know, bottom of the pack in the lead as far as giving up big plays, man. So we wanted to be aggressive. I think Pete called it an aggressive game. The guys made plays down the field. I think we was able to run the ball in the red zone. So everything came together after the first, you know, drive. You know, tried to switch the tempo up on them a little bit and let our guys go out there and, 
play, man, and they did a great job of executing the game plan. Thought, thought we had a great week of practice. We really dialed in after the last couple of weeks, made a point of emphasis on just giving guys a shot to make the plays down the field, man. And those guys took ownership of the game plan and, you know, was able to put up some points. Now, uh, speaking of up-tempo or picking up the tempo, uh, Coach Curry, uh, along with uh, Coach Carmichael, uh, I didn't understand what happened at the end. And I want to say it was maybe uh, right on the four minutes uh, left in the game. And then all of a sudden, uh, we had two false starts. And I said, well, uh, that's kind of clock, uh, clock management. Uh, when you break in the huddle, you can't have those big son of a guns uh, staying in their stance for like 15 seconds. Uh, did y'all address that? As far as clock management... When you're trying to milk the clock and stab the ball, you know, two or one seconds because you're in control versus uh, we're going to break the huddle and we're going to the line and you got to have linemen or anyone that can't twitch because you can't have a false start uh, and you're on the line with 15 seconds left. To me, that's, well, well, not, you, no, that's not the time to be up-tempo. Um, well, actually, at the end of the game with four minutes left, uh, I don't think we were up in up-tempo. We wasn't really trying to killed a clock. DA wanted us to continue to be aggressive and and um, trying to get some points at the end of the game, trying to make it a, two, a two-score game. Um, but, you know, throughout the course of the game, you got a lot of check with me's, a lot of kills. Um, I think every team pretty much does it in the league. So you got to get up there at the line of scrimmage is something that we practice, something that we've done since I've been here. You know, you go to the line with you no know, two plays and maybe a third one to get to, and sometimes you got to sit up there. You know, you got to see what the defense is doing. You got to be able to go through your cadence when you're on the road. It's loud, so you want a silence count. Um, and then we just got to do better as far as play calling and, and as far as, you know, guys that stand at the line of scrimmage and knowing what we're trying to accomplish out of that play. So different different times of the game calls for, you know, you to be able to get up there and have to sit up there and go through the mechanics of seeing what the defense is in. You know, they got a defense that tried to disguise. They, start, they tried to pressure later in the game. So we we had to get up there and be able to go with check with me plays. Well, it would not even be a question if you don't get two false starts. Uh, you know, that that's the thing, and then you want to take up an alignment. Oh, well, you know, then their stance too long and all that. Uh, so I understand that because the score is only 35 to 27. So, uh, you know, uh, and then when you think about it, okay, we're trying to get up two scores. But I was just saying if you're trying to milk the clock and those big guys, I've seen that a number of times, end up jumping off sides. Uh, when you have him in a stance too long. But I understand, you know, we're being aggressive, uh, but you cannot have uh, the penalties. And speaking of that, uh, you know, uh, eight penalties, 73 yards, you know, that's something. Uh, whenever you have nine penalties or more around 100 yards, that's like giving up a touchdown. Uh, I know Coach Allen has addressed that uh, from a team perspective, but how do you address that, you and Coach Carmichael, offensively, uh, not necessarily being the, the Achilles heel as far as, uh, you know, putting us behind the eight ball where it's uh, like first and 15, all of a sudden uh, third and double digit yards to gain a first down uh, because the percentages definitely go down when you're trying to execute those scenarios. It was it was fortunate yesterday that we was able to overcome some of those penalties. Um, I just think from a from a standpoint of being able to correct it, you know, it's something that we, we do, something that every team does. I mean, you got to be able to do that type of stuff to be successful in the league. You get up there, 
with 15 seconds left and you don't get the look that you need for the play. So it's always tough when you're on a road and, like, say, you're on a silent, silent count. But um, it was fortunate we was able to overcome come overcome some of those things in the game yesterday. It's not something we want to make a living doing. Um, so we'll correct it on our end, you know what I mean, just to put a good product on the field. Coach, can you talk about Carr, Derek Carr? When he arrived, um, it was kind of – he had the experience, uh, you know, being in his ninth year, that he could do a lot of things at the line, just like you talked about. You're going to take two and three plays up to the line with you. You might back out of one or two, and but it's about really backing out or keeping the play that that is the most, you know, positive that works the best. And I'm just curious as as to his progression since you've kind of had him really through since OTAs to now. Uh, it is that you're seeing this progression, him more comfortable with you know going up with two and three plays and, and pulling out and putting into or going into whichever he feels is best. Yeah, we we got a different tempos to our game plan to where you know he calls a play um, and we execute it. Calls a play that we got to kill with it. We call, call a formation to where Derek can get up there and um, give us you know get us into the play. Um, depending on what the defense is in, man. The defenses are they're, – they're tricky these days. You know what I mean? Sometimes you practice for something that you don't get. You know, you get a lot of unscouted looks. I think one of the greatest assets that um, Derek has is his mind. So, you know, we trust him to get up there and do what he needs to do. But at the same time, it is 10 other people on the field. So he has to take – take into account what everybody can handle and that's something that you know he's done a great job with um you know the more the more he plays the more experience he gets with everybody in our system the better he will be um but i think he's done a heck of a job so far for us now uh you know coach curry you look at uh injuries are the part of the game and you know it might be from one week to the other who's playing quarterback i don't know who's hurt who's not hurt uh, just look at Kirk cousins uh where the vikings are at right now and then you look at the Bears uh, without Justin Field. I mean, uh, here you got Tyson Banjan. I mean, all of a sudden, uh, I mean, when you think about where he's come from and the opportunity he has, but where are you at as far as that quarterback room uh, where James is at and now obviously coming back from his suspension, uh, Jake Hayner? Uh, just tell the fans where they're at as far as the depth because you never know. We want Derek Carr to stay healthy and go from there. And Jameis is ready to roll. But, like, when you look at the combination of our quarterback room, because that's a continuous process throughout the league, who's available and who you're playing uh, makes a difference in a game. Uh, I think the front office has done a great job with Mickey and Mike and, you know, Jeff just putting together a strong room for us. I mean, I think that, you know, Derek is a bona fide starter. I think Jameis is a starter in this league, and I think the pup has a little ways to go, but I think he's going to be an excellent player in this league as well. Um, you mix in Taysom in the bunch, so you got really four quarter, four guys that you'll feel comfortable with, you know, getting up under center. Um, but like you say, hopefully nothing happens to Derek so we don't have to go through this, but I think we got – more than capable guys that can go up go up in there and win games for us. I think we have a, a great team, you know, around those guys that, you know, if any one of those guys had to play, you know, other guys would step it up. I mean, it's the NFL and, you know, injuries happen and the, the stronger rosters around the league can survive it. And I think they've done a heck of a job around here putting together, you know, a quarterback room that, you know, we feel comfortable with to be able to, to complete the goal and that's to win the Super Bowl regardless on if we got injuries or not.
Uh, you know, Coach Curry, tell me if, if you wouldn't take this right now. I mean, I know it's one game at a time, and we're going against the Bears. Then we got to go at Minnesota, and then you have the bye, and you got the back end of the season. I mean, what we did against the Colts, if you could tell me right now that, uh, listen, we're not necessarily going to be plus one. We're not going to be minus one in the turnover margin. But we're going to be 50% on third down. And not necessarily 100%, but uh, three or four or 75% in the red zone. I said, we, we're going to freaking go undefeated. I mean, <laughs> you know, to me, how the game is structured, if you could sustain the football and you're on that level on third down, around that 50% uh, level, and then uh, you're prolific and 75% in the red zone, well, hell yeah, you're going to win if you're not shooting yourself in the foot turning over the football. Well, I mean, that's the recipe for success. I mean, I think every team wants to go out there and, you know, be good on third down and, and score in the red zone and put up a lot of points and, you know, be able to run the ball and pass the ball at the same time and take care of the rock. And, you know, I think, you know, the one thing about, you know, the defense that we have, it allows us to, you know, be somewhat aggressive on offense. And, you know, I think Derek has done a great job on taking care of the ball. I know he turned one over this past week, you know, trying to move in the pocket, but, um, that's always been a big emphasis around here is winning the turnover battle. Also in the penalties. I mean, DA's been stressing that since day one. So, you know, we just got to be more detailed in that type of stuff. But if we play the way we did this Sunday, I mean, we stand a chance to win a lot of games, man. And, and that's the goal. Like, you know, we're not, not counting to next week, as you would say. You know, we're taking them one at a time, and we're going to look back and see how they stack up, man. We're just trying to put ourselves in a position to win a division and, you know, be playing in the dance. Well, Coach Kerr, we appreciate your time. Heck of a win yesterday in Indianapolis. Continued success, especially Sunday against the Bears and throughout the rest of this regular season and on to the postseason. Again, thanks for joining us tonight. I appreciate it. Quarterback coach, passing game coordinator, Ronald Curry. Got to take a break. Bobby, we thank you, as always, for your time and questions. Have a good awesome. night. Say goodbye to Bobby Bear On the backside, we will talk with Mike Dettelier, talk about Monday Night Football, Las Vegas and Detroit. We'll talk about the NFC South and just the crazy league that it is. Week to week, stick here on the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Austin, we go back out to the Silver Slipper Casino in Hancock County, Mississippi, where Mike Dettelier is standing by, and we'll We'll get to the Monday night game in a minute because it's important because the Saints will play the Lions later on this year, December 3rd. But let's look at this NFC South situation, Mike. And Atlanta loses yesterday. Tampa lost on Thursday. Carolina did get their first win, but the Falcons at 4-4, four and four, Saints at 4-4. Four and four. The Falcons have a better division record, so they set a top. But, of course, they play the Saints two times since – you know, as as Dennis said earlier, the truth of the matter is, it is all right in front of this football team. Yeah, Mike, and so many injuries now, and they are part of the game. All this horse hockey about next man up. Okay, go feed that to somebody else. Uh, tell me who the next man is. Uh, the next man with the Falcons is not nearly as good as Grady Jarrett. 
The next man behind Kirk Cousins ain't in his zip code. It does matter who you play at that particular week and what they have available. So, you know, Saints got their own issues. You know, you can't worry about what somebody else don't have, okay? Uh, Justin Fields won't play this week uh, versus the Saints. And so you're going up against uh, the back and, you know, God bless him, man. He's going to give you everything he's got. I'm just not sure how much he's got. And their offensive line is not very good. So I just think in this, it is wide open with Atlanta. You see that they can play really good defense and run the football. I'm just not sure how far they're going to go with this Desmond Ritter stuff. Arthur Smith sort of has hitched himself to this train and either he's going to sink or swim with it. So the, the train's either going over the cliff or it's not, uh, one of the two. Uh, and he may have to make that decision and go with Taylor Heineke. It gives him the best chance to win. With the Bucks, we, we see it at times. They sort of play in spurts here and there. No shock with Carolina. Once you made up your mind, you were going to go with the rookie quarterback. You were going to have these ups and downs. And, and look what he's got outside is receivers and tight ends he doesn't have a lot of weapons here um what's surprising is i thought they play a little bit better on defense to be honest with you but uh, man it's there for the saints it really really is and the schedule is set up you've had some injuries with people that you got to play against but that's the nfl today you got to take advantage of it uh you know nobody was shedding a tear because the coach secondary was that bad you took advantage of it that's that's part of the NFL yeah. in college football. You got to take advantage of it. Nobody cared a whole lot when the Saints played four different quarterbacks in 2021 and had four different kickers in 2021. I mean, it just is what it is. And so tonight, this go ahead. Offensive line. Yeah. Uh, okay. Nobody shed no tears for you because you know what they got their own issues. That's right. uh, offensive line wise, man. That. That's a beat-up area. If you look across the NFL and doing shows across the country, I can tell you that that's the one big complaint that uh, I think it, it has affected red zone effectiveness. Uh, offensive line play is really uh, sort of shoddy uh, league-wise. There, there are five or six teams with really good offensive lines. Other than that, everything else is, is shaky. And I will say this, give the Saints a lot of credit. I think the last two weeks, their offensive line – has played much better than we saw early in the season. Oh, yeah, especially given who was kind of there, right, given the injuries they were trying to overcome. And so, yeah, I I would wholeheartedly uh, uh, agree with that. As you look to tonight, Las Vegas 3-4 and against Detroit, 5-2. and And Detroit a couple of weeks ago, we we might have said this differently. They look like like a team like just steamrolling, and then they steamroll into Baltimore and get smacked 38 to 6 and so you know it's i know it's it's any given sunday in the nfl and we saw that again yesterday san francisco lost but they lost to cincinnati of course but denver beats kansas city uh it's hard to really get a a peg on a lot of teams like like a detroit like it's like vegas playing tonight monday night football yeah the thing with vegas i mean they've been i mean all over the board you see the highs of highs with them and then the lows of lows uh, with Detroit, they played a bad game. And that's going to happen uh, to teams in the NFL. The other team gets paid, too. People forget that. Oh, well, why they play so bad? Well, the other team's getting paid a lot of money, too. 
Uh, but, man, they got steamrolled against the Ravens. Really, really did. I think they bounced back tonight. The one thing with Dan Campbell, uh, I'm sure he got their attention <laughs> real quickly uh, and getting their focus back. Uh, but they've also been hit with a lot of injuries. And, you know, and Dan said it too. Uh, don't give me this next man up. We're we dealing with injuries, and we'll do the best we can with it. But he understands uh, who he's playing with at that particular time. I just think the Lions bounce back here. And I, I like Jared Goff, uh, maybe more than some people. I think he, he's a pretty solid guy in this league. He can make all the throws. He's got a good offensive line in front of him. And he got some pretty good weapons at tight end and wide receiver, too. And the Lions, like Minnesota, strangely enough, both three and one on the road. Now, Detroit comes here. We go to Minnesota. But that's, that's, that's kind of, you know, you think about this day and time, both of those teams are three and one on the road. Yeah, Mike, I, I don't know, and I've talked to people who I know pretty well in Vegas, and they don't put a lot of emphasis on that, like maybe they did even five to ten years ago on home field advantage. And in a lot of times we see the Saints, other than Kansas City, there has been no other team in pro football over the last ten years that's had a better road record than the Saints. Uh, it's only one, Kansas City Chiefs. That's it. So it goes to show you a little bit we've seen it with this team. With all the home field advantage you should get in the dome, and, and the fans want to cheer, you got to give them something to cheer for. This team has really played better on the road. That's true. Let's see if it happens this Sunday against the Bears. Thanks to Mike Dettelier, Bobby Bear, Dennis Allen, and Coach Ronald Curry. Thanks for listening to the Saints Coaches Show. This has been Mike Hoss. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week right here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.